And one thing, uh, again, I admire that you never chose like a street life, like which a lot of people do with that type of situation that happens. Yeah. You never chose violence and you've seen violence. Yeah. You know, definitely. you've seen a lot of violence. What were the, like the conscious decisions not to go down that path? Welcome back to another episode of the Black is New New Rich podcast. Today we got a very special guest, but wait. If this is your first time, this is a podcast about entrepreneurship, lifestyle, mindset. So just letting you guys know if this is your first time tuning in. But today, like I said, we got a very special guest. He wears many hats. He's been through a lot in his life and he's made a lot of good decisions. But I don't want to keep talking. Introduce yourself. <laughs> well, first, thank you for having me on the show. A longtime friend, uh, somebody that I've known for probably close to 20 years now. Yes. From what I can remember, but um, like you said, my name is Justin Allman. I'm a global basketball coordinator, an author, entrepreneur, businessman. I'm probably forgetting some other ones, but we'll get <laughs> yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, dope. So right now you are, are you still basketball training? You're still training? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You okay. have your own facility. Mm -hmm. You have uh, your rep team. Yep. You're still an author. Yep. A new father. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, somewhat newly married, somewhat. Yeah, couple yeah, years, yeah. A couple years in the... So you're doing it all. Trying to. I'm trying to just stay above water, you know? Yeah, yeah I feel you. Okay, so let's take it back. Uh, before we get into what's going on now, because I obviously I know you personally, and I know a lot of things that we've shared personally, but I want to share, not super detailed, but because I know you've been through a lot. So let's just take it back a little bit and... Let's start like where this journey started for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say where it started. It's it's because it depends on who I'm speaking to and what I'm talking about. You know, True. there's so many journeys that I've had and that I'm going through currently. Yeah. So I, I think I would have to know. Let's start in Ottawa. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> Ottawa is where I was born, right? Yeah. So, you know, I lived there for about the first eight years of my life. And from there, I moved to Toronto. Yeah. But funny enough, and when I was in Ottawa, I used to play hockey, never played basketball, didn't even really know the sport. Basketball wasn't really a thing in Canada at the time. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Please remember to subscribe, comment and like. Black is the new rich. We're talking about the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was hockey, a black hockey playing kid. Yeah. Growing up in Ottawa, moved to Scarborough. Nobody played hockey, started playing football and soccer and then just fell in love with basketball. And, and uh, that was it. That was it. Okay, dope. So, obviously, like, in your life, because I know personally, you've been through traumatic situations. And I've always admired it from afar, how you persevered through those type of situations. So, at an early age, you lost both of your parents. Yeah, yeah. And you had to persevere through that, through your whole life. How was that situation when you were younger? And how do you think about it now uh well you know i i, I can't say it ever gets easier because it never does you know yeah. um when you're younger it's a different type of hurt it's it's a hurt how, because how old are you four years old oh you're four yeah so it happened when i was four years old and yeah when you're younger it's a different type of hurt you don't really me losing them at such a young age i was four years old i don't i don't remember much about them you true, know what i mean true other than what uh my People aunts and you. uncles and stuff like that have been telling me or what i see through pictures so that's the type of hurt is just from the unknown. Mm. Um, now, when I'm older, it's it's the missing out part, like getting married and not having your parents there yeah. to 
you know, walk you down the aisle or yeah. do that dance that you would do with your mom and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but other stuff too, like every monumental moment in your life that you would think you would want your, you know, everyone would want their parents to be at. Yeah. You just don't have them there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it never gives you a break to stop thinking about what if they were here or if they were actually able to, you know, I could feel it right now too. But if you were actually to have them there. Yeah, true, true, true. So even growing up, how did you like, because it happened at four. So like, yeah. let's say like even through high school, like did you harvest like anger or just complete sadness? Like how did you deal with those emotions? Because I know you always to be quiet and we've only had a couple conversations about yeah. the situation and you've handled it. You've always been like on the outside put together. So how did you like, what was your thought process on like handling it even in high school? Rough, man. It was rough. It, you know how they talk about um, there's thunder and there's lightning. Yeah. But both are equally as dangerous. When you see lightning, you know, the thunder is coming or vice versa. So it's, mm. it's more so like a quiet storm. So on the outside, everything looks calm and put yeah. together. Yeah. Now on the inside, it's that battle that you're fighting. Like, how am I going to respond to this? How am I going to continue to move on? Again, you still have to go through things. Mm -hmm. Graduations, they're not there. Parent-teacher yeah. interviews. And sometimes you might not feel so secure or, you know, like you want to share all these details. Yeah. But when things like that come up, the parent-teacher interviews and, uh, you know, teachers asking you, oh, you need to call your parents or saying mm -hmm. these things. they don't know. Everything's that. a trigger. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, Everything yes. is a trigger. And it's just, I just felt like it was tough at during the time and, for anybody else going through that kind of stuff, it's 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 just a trigger and it's kind of tough for you to yeah. go through that kind of stuff, you know? True. And one thing, uh, again, I admire that you never chose like a street life, like which a lot of people do with that type of situation that happens. Yeah. You never chose violence and you've seen violence. Yeah. You know, definitely. you've seen a lot of violence. What were the, like the conscious decisions not to go down that path? Ah. <sighs> You know, for me, it was like, <laughs> what would what could I do to make my parents proud? You know, in these moments, like, again, we've all been, you know, stared in the face with those decisions. Mm -hmm. If you go left or you go right. Yeah. Um, and during those moments, I always thought like, you know, people are always saying, what would Jesus do? And I used to wear that bracelet all the time. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now I have it tattooed on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just thought if I were to do this would this be something that they're proud of? You know what mm, I mean? And true. because I can't physically look them in the face and ask them those questions, I just try to make the best decisions possible that I think that would, you know, give them the most peace of mind or the ease of mind that I'm down here and I'm doing okay, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I always say like, yes, we talk about financial literacy on this podcast, but before we can even like get our business right, we got to get our mind right. Mm -hmm. And for the last couple of years, like I see that you've been getting your mind right. Like, you know, like just things that you've been doing. Um, how's that process been? Uh, well, it's funny you ask, because for me, it actually started for me when I got away from people, you know? What do you mean? What do you mean? And elaborate? I mean, like, well, I'm someone who really loved who loves their solitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that you've gotten to that point now where you understand how important that is just for your mental and your, your own mind and developing yourself. Right. So, um, I was living in Brampton at the time, not for long, but I was living, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was living there for a few months yeah. transitioning, yeah. you know, and I got this opportunity to go overseas 
India. And exactly. Yes. Exactly. So I moved over there and I opened about five basketball academies. But while I was over there, my work process was kind of different from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was different because I was on the opposite time zone of where we are here in Toronto, you mm-hmm. know? So I couldn't really talk to anybody from back home. I didn't have an iPhone either. So yeah. I wasn't in the group chat yet. I yeah, didn't yeah. see nothing. Yeah. All I knew is I was over there. Nobody else I could talk to. So I kind of had to figure out what I was going to do mm-hmm. with all my free time. So I just got myself a library card. Yeah. And every single day I would go to the library, rent out books and just read, read, read. And like I thought self-help books or I never read anything that was not business related or yeah. Harvard material. Yeah. Everything that I read was, like you said, self-help or a business book or uh-huh. something to do with negotiations. Anything that I felt like could help me in a position once I get back home or even from where I'm, where I was currently at. Yeah, I was reading that went through 12, 12 books in a month. Mm-hmm. My first month, like thick business books. Yeah, just tearing through them um and that's when i realized i was like there's so much time in a day but we wasted doing um, things that are so yes, unnecessary but i felt like it was really a a western world type of thing you know where you get caught up in instagram or social media and all these sort uh, would sorts you say of like here moves a little bit too fast or would yeah it seem that it moves too, too fast it does move fast because it's a place where you're familiar, you know, mm-hmm. all your friends are here, your family's here. So there's so many different things happening all at once. Mm-hmm. And when I was there again, I was the only one on that time zone that I knew, you know, yeah. unless I'm talking to my family. Yeah. But still, it would be 12 o'clock p.m. here, but it's 12 a.m. there. Yeah. And vice versa. So my midday is when you guys are going to sleep. True. All I can do is teach myself or learn. Yeah. So I taught myself how to do video, taught myself how to do negotiations. I taught myself how to you know, do Photoshop. I taught myself everything that I thought I would need for my business here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just locked in when I was there. And that's how I believe that, you know, the solitude and the self-help and all that kind of stuff is what helped me to get here, get today. here today. Yeah. Okay, dope. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Please remember to subscribe, comment, and like. Black is the new rich. So in our community, uh, I believe like therapy is like a taboo thing. Like people I've heard, like even some of my own friends be like, nah, I don't believe in that. Or some people like they may, they do believe in it. What do you think about it? And what advice can you give for someone thinking about going to go to therapy? I think, I think therapy is great, you know, but it, it, it doesn't always look like going and sitting down and talking to somebody you know, who's a therapist, you have to develop or True. determine what your sort of therapy is. Oh, okay. Some like, people's therapy mean? is like, you know, going for walks, True. whatever can clear their mind. Some mm-hmm. people is going on vacation on their own. Some people is reading books, but then there is that traditional therapy where you'd want to go down and, you know, talk to somebody and have them listen to your issues or problems and then help you navigate through, through that, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I definitely agree that it's very valuable. I've yeah. done it myself. Yeah. How long? Did I do it? Yeah. Well, when I was a child, I did it. Oh. When my parents passed away, I had to do it okay. then because I had anger management. So, yes. you know, I was an angry child. <laughs> yeah. So the calmness that you see yeah. now and comes a lot that you've known. Yeah, it was crazy. Throwing like the most that you could think about just yeah. causing problems. So did it from a young age, probably for about six months. Okay. Um, and as I got older now, I haven't really sat down and done it. I found different ways. And for me, um, when I was going to therapy at a younger age, it was determined that I'm more of a, I'm more of an introvert. 
So I'm fine being by myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I could, for me, what works is I just need to be alone. Mm -hmm. You know, and anybody that knows me knows that if I'm alone for, I don't know, an hour, a day or a week, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's when I'm out and about and I'm doing too much that I start to get agitated. And then I got to kind of reset and do stuff like that. But I definitely agree that whatever form of therapy that, you know, you decide is for you, then it's very important that you seek that help to get there did you do the traditional one as an adult as well i did the traditional one as an adult how's that process so my process was a little bit different because i didn't do it as an adult by myself i did it with my partner okay 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 and this is we did marriage counseling this is before we got married true true true. but it shows you so much about yourself and that person that you're supposed to you know get married to okay but obviously before before you get into your your partner you got to you know, learn about yourself. So that's what they determined was really important. Mm -hmm. And I figured a lot of stuff about myself that I wasn't, not even stuff that we don't know. It's just that we're not willing to admit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything that you think is quote unquote wrong or an issue, Mm -hmm. you already know because someone has told you this already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But you think your perspective is right. Yeah, Exactly. You're like, nah, it's just that person. I'm just not going to talk to that Mm -hmm. person anymore. But it's like, no, it's you. There's something about you that makes consistently, that has people consistently saying you don't listen to me you know you don't hear me when i speak or you know i don't like how you talk to me yeah it's something about us that yeah. that makes people say it. we just we're not listening to it. yeah yeah so when you get the therapy now kind of it sheds light to those things so you can handle it a different way yeah so it will shed light to those things it's just going to make you more aware so now when i'm when i'm doing the things that i thought wasn't an issue yeah i'm aware of it so i might say if someone says I don't like how or when you're talking to me or when I'm talking to you, sorry, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Now I'm aware of that. Now I can mm. see the behaviors as to why they say that True. before I couldn't see it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah. But my body language and my demeanor is not showing them listening to them. Mm-hmm. So on the outside looking in, I just look like I'm like this. like, Yeah. And to me, I'm chill, you yeah. know, but to them, it's like it's showing them I'm not listening. And yeah. realistically, I'm not. <laughs> I'm hearing what they're saying, yeah, yeah, but you're not listening. But I'm not listening. I'm just hearing what they're saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And sometimes we we tend to get on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Me especially sometimes. I can admit that now. Yeah. And a lot of the times I was hearing to answer. I just yeah. want to reply You're just waiting, to them. You're just waiting for, yeah. time, for them As soon as finish. they said one thing, I was like, okay, I'm stuck on that. I don't hear anything else. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, just yeah. waiting for my rebuttal so I can get right back to that point. Yeah. But now it's like, now I'm at a point where they can say all they have to say. I won't say a word. Yeah. And I might not even respond for a good five minutes because I want to process everything that they've said mm. and then, you know, process it internally. Think about it from my point of view, from their point of view, and then be like, all right, I'm ready to, you know, un- unravel everything that you just said. This is what I think. Yeah. I could agree with you or disagree. Yeah. But I feel like it's a better way to do it. You and know? these tactics you learned in. Therapy. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Because I feel like once you can communicate um, like that, like the way you're explaining, like you just... Like you diffuse so much problems in yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna be perfect. There's yeah. always gonna be more problems. You yeah. know what I mean? But at least it's not gonna be like back and forth. You yes. know what I mean? And that's what I believe is important. Because now you're talking to someone with respect. True. Opposed to just talking to them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And respect doesn't mean what you define as respect. It's like, what does it, it mean? It means like, I have to understand what ticks you off. I have to understand what you think is respect so if i speak to you in a certain way i'm speaking to you because that's how i believe 
that's how I communicate to you. But that doesn't mean that that's how I show that I respect you. You know what I mean? Like okay. if you're telling me not to raise your voice and I'm my voice is raised, that means I'm not respecting you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if no I'm, matter what you think. Exactly. It doesn't matter the point. Even though the points I'm saying could be correct, I'm still not coming to you with respect. Because okay. you showed me how to speak to you. You showed me how you'd like to be handled. And I'm not respecting that. You know what I mean? my boundaries. Exactly. Okay. Makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. So it really doesn't matter at that point what I'm saying. I'm still not respecting you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've grown to understand. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. So I, I want to get into uh, Dream Chasers. And I have a little story, right? So Dream Shoot. Chasers is your brand. Yeah, right? yeah. And I, I remember when I was uh, working for you for a bit, like maybe like 10 years ago, I'm like, yo, bro, like, I think we should change the three Zs, right? Yeah. And now looking, you stuck with it. And now looking at where it's gone, I really respect that you stuck with your belief and did not crack because you had a vision that I necessarily didn't have. And so I just wanted to tell you that, like, yo, I respect that because, Appreciate it. you know, I remember I can admit that I was like, man, chop those three Zs off that <laughs> thing. Like, you Well, know? you know what? I have a story about that too. Yeah. I did. It's not like I didn't hear what you said yeah. you know what i mean originally i didn't even want the three z's mm-hmm. i wanted it to be dream chasers and this is before meek mills just so everyone knows <laughs> before meek mill came out with dream chasers i i had that yeah for different reason you know yeah. I, mean? I mean probably for the same reason yeah. but for different you know game exactly mm-hmm. so originally i wanted to have just dream chasers mm-hmm. you know tried it um but when i went to go and incorporate it yeah i couldn't do it because someone else already had that name so then I said, okay, I'm going to change the S to a Z. Mm-hmm. Put that one Z on there. Kind of looked tacky. I was like, all right, well, there's nothing else I can do. I like the name. Somebody else had it. Mm. Put a, a second one on there. And I was like, now nah, this is ridiculous. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what are we doing? Yeah. So I said, you know what? How could I flip it where I could keep the name? I can't, I can't put three S's on it. It just looks weird with three S's. Like, you know. So I said, I have to put three Z's. Now it's going to look like. You're you know, you're sleeping. Yeah. And at the beginning, I thought people are going to sleep on this, but one day it's going to become something big. Yeah. You know, and eventually it did. It did. It did. <laughs> you know? it so. did. Okay. Dope. So, man, you h- how long has Dream Chasers been alive? And actually, no, for the people that don't know, explain what it is. So Dream Chasers is my basketball training company. Um, we also have rep teams. We also we dibble and dabbled in fitness. But now we're expanding to a lot more different things. And I think we're going to get into that. But um, we do internships. We do um, volunteer work. We do um, not-for-profit stuff. We do a lot of different things now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, dope. So recently, over the last, what, year or so, you got your facility. Yeah, yeah. And it's a full-court basketball facility, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about that. What was the thought process getting that? And how... Like, let's say I want to, like, you know, get a basketball facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, what's, what should I look out for? Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> I am joking. All right. So, um, elaborate. So, elaborate. No, because whenever you're going to do something, you know, um, and anybody has a good idea, yeah. you're probably not going to be the first one with that idea. For you sure. Know what I mean, but um, what I mean by that is just look out for good business tactics. You always want to make sure that if you're going to go into business with somebody that, it's somebody that you know, somebody that you researched well, and somebody that you trust. Yes. You know, like if you had to step away from that business, do you have full confidence in that person being able to be there while you're not there? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the day to day, on the ground running and being able to 
fully keep it going while you're not there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't answer all three of those things, I don't think that would be a good business partner. You know what I mean? But um, basically what I had to go into it is, um, well, I'll backstory. I really wanted to have my own facility probably about five years into me starting Dream Chasers. Yeah. And I really wanted to do that because I felt that I was, I had a lot of clients and I was doing a lot of work, but I was too much running around the city. Yeah, yeah. You know? All these different gyms. Yeah, I had like 12 different gyms in Mississauga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brampton and Etobicoke and all these different places. Um, and as much as I was doing, I felt like I can do more if I just had it at one stable location. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know, when you're at these gyms, you got permits. Mm -hmm. You only get two hours a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was doing a lot in two hours. But what more could I do if I was maximizing that and had 24-hour access? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... Um, I had the idea of getting the facility. It was just trying to go out there and look for a spot. Yeah. You know, it's difficult because you need a spot that has high enough ceilings. You need it to oh, be yeah, wide true. enough so that you can have, you know, sidelines and all these sorts of things. Yeah. And then you then you also have to think about, okay, is it just a basketball court that I want or do I want to eventually expand? What else can I do? How many hoops do I want in there? Mm -hmm. What type of flooring am I going to put in there? Mm -hmm. Is this supposed to be... You know, for NBA or WNBA players, is it, is it going to service youth? Because now you have to determine, you know, the type of floor. Do I need hardwood Yeah. for the NBA guys or WNBA players? Or could I just use like a concrete surface? Yeah. You know, um, so once you determine all these things, that's kind of going to give you a blueprint of how you should build out your process. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I wanted something that would be that would replicate like a NBA practice facility. True. You know, so I want it to be an all in one type of thing where. I could pluck this WNBA player, or this NBA player uh, from their in practice environment and say, come to my facility. And, and it's no difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of times I've brought NBA or WNBA players places and they're like, ah, I don't know about this floor. You know what True. I mean? Like, and then you could lose a client mm -hmm. or I don't know about hmm, the ceiling or it's a little bit too low. When I shoot, I got to change my shot because yeah. I, it's too, it's going to hit the ceiling. You yeah. know what I mean? Or this workout was great, but I got to go and do fitness now. Mm. Why wouldn't I have it there to keep them there? Yes. Or the workout was great. On court, fitness is great. I got to go do physio now. Oh, no, don't worry. I got that here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. I'm really hungry. Oh, we got that too. Don't worry about that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you want to keep them constantly there as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just feel like that would, that was a, that's how the business should go in terms of, yeah. you know, retention and keeping more of your money in-house. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? So, Obviously, right now, like basketball gyms are coming out left, right, and center. How do you even compete with all those? Well, that's the thing. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait, elaborate. What do you mean? I think that I've grown more when I decided that I was going to stop competing with other people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what they're doing has nothing to do with me. Bars. <laughs> it has Bars. nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. I see it? Of course I see it. I'm not blind. Yeah. But has it made me lose track of my vision? No. He yeah. hasn't. Mm -hmm. So I think the key is sticking in your lane, figuring out what you want to do and stop trying to compete with other people mm -hmm. who happen to be in the same field as you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're all in the same field. I'm, I'm, I can't stop anybody from building a basketball facility or gym or any of these yeah. things. But what I can do is try to focus on what I'm doing and try to say, how could I make it better for what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If people are going to the other gym, why are they going to the other gym? Why don't I have something set up here so that they, they wouldn't have, have to. to go there. You know what I mean? True. 
But um, I think, again, the moment that I lose sight in the vision that I've had, yeah. that I've had for years and start thinking about what they're doing and competing with them, mm -hmm. I've already lost. True. I've already lost. I like that. I like that. So with your gym, right, do you have only Dream Chasers branded stuff coming in there? Or do you have, like, how do you do that? Do you have other, like, let's say, like, community centers have kids coming in there or the school, high schools coming in there? Like, how do you do that? Uh, well, I mean... I like to always say that we're ex we're inclusive of everyone. Okay. But we're exclusive. If that, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> you get you get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. But you got to be part of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like. So when you come in there, you're you're a dream chaser first. Yeah. I don't want you to come in here wearing any other gear. If yeah. you're in any other club gear, change it before you come inside. Yeah, there. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not welcome there. We train other teams there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm even though we have rep teams there, but it's like, you're here, Dream Chasers training, then mm -hmm. let's focus on that. Plus we have people come in and do video and do all sorts of things. And it's no offense to anybody, but we're not branding other people here when True. we're there. You know True. what I mean? True. Our logo's in the floor for a reason. We want to see everything being cohesive mm -hmm. because we're talking to other brands and when they see this stuff, this is what they like. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's what they want to see. Yeah. Especially with some of the partners that I have um, currently, which, mm -hmm. is, which is branding my, my stuff true they want to see it actively being used true so again anybody can come in there from the community but i want to make sure that they understand that when they're in there they're part of us if they want to go somewhere else and wear our gear there by all means yeah but our standard for what we set is a little bit different okay. than other places okay okay and how do you scale a business like this like where you're not on the court training so much where you can have free time with your daughter how do you scale it up um you know what? I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. done it. I've done it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm currently doing it, mm -hmm. you know, but it's something that I've been thinking about for years to come. Mm -hmm. I'm already 10 years in the game plus, you True. know what I mean? Yeah. So I never, I never wanted to be doing training for the rest of my life. Okay. I don't want to be the best trainer. I don't want to be the most liked trainer. I don't want to be any of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be a businessman and want to spend time with my family and loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So with that mindset, um, obviously I have to establish my company and my brand and everything like that. So that, that I needed to be in the trenches for 10 years. Gosh. I needed to, to build that brand. I need to do that and show face and do all those things. And I did that. Mm -hmm. Um, but being able to scale now is empowering other people, mm -hmm. understanding that you can't even grow your brand without other people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If you, if, if it's just you, that's not a brand. Yeah. It's not a brand. It's not a brand. You just work. You can't be the company. only one <laughs> rocking. <laughs> If Nike was the only person, you know, Phil Knight was the only person rocking Nike, that's not a brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just you <laughs> wearing your old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, um, I understood that I need to um, empower other people, mm -hmm. you know, other people who want to, to do training and want to do other things that are within the company that we have. You okay. know what I mean? And I see them all as equal. I don't, they don't work for me. We work together. True. You know what I mean? And okay. I feel like a lot of people are out there power tripping yeah for sure but for sure. really it's not about that yeah everybody's coming to you or whatever the brand is because they want to get something out of it yeah whether that is just getting paid whether that is building the brand whether that whether that is helping to build their own brand mm -hmm. sometime in the future mm -hmm. everybody's there for a reason mm -hmm. and once you understand the reason it makes things more easier so now i could help you mm -hmm. you know but if everything's a secret and say you came to work for me and i don't know what your ulterior motives are like sure. there's no way i could help you Sure. Because I'm under the impression that you're there just working. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you're 
same thing. I can't mm-hmm. feed into you. You can't feed into me. Now we're just two bodies in the same building yeah. working, yeah. not helping the brand, not helping your vision, not helping anybody. Yeah. And then we clock in, we Wasting clock in. time. Exactly. <laughs> so again, I just think empowering it, figuring out what those people who are around you mm-hmm. or in your circle need and what they want to do. And then also helping to build them in any facet that they're yeah. trying to get to. Yeah. I always say like good business is helping other people and exactly. and, and helping other people first, like, you know, paying attention to what they need. Exactly. And attending to what they Yeah, they yeah, need. yeah. Um, just quickly, like what are some brand tips that you would have for uh people building up their brand? Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> now that you talked about this, I can't give them all out because I do have a course coming out. Okay, lit, so I have lit. a I have a course that you can purchase. Yeah, coming out soon. Right. <laughs> um, so I can give you all the tips, but um, what I could say is one tip: figuring out what it is that you truly want to do. Like, let's say you want to be a podcaster, mm-hmm. right? Why? Mm-hmm. What is? Why do you want to be a podcaster? You know, I always ask that question. Why is it that you want to do what you're doing? Yeah. If you can't answer the why, then you can't. There's no way that you can move forward. True. So for me, when I decided I want to be a trainer, I had to discover what my why was. Mm-hmm. And my why to being a trainer wasn't because I wanted to be the best trainer in mm-hmm. the world or in mm-hmm. Toronto or in Canada or in any of these things. Yeah. It was because when I really dug deep, it was because I wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. I stopped playing basketball. I had pro contracts. Don't yeah. don't ever get that twisted. <laughs> I have plenty of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, with my unique circumstances growing up, I didn't have support. Yeah. And in a time where we were coming up, it was, it was like there was no NBL, there was no CEBL. Yeah. It was like it was you need to go overseas or the NBA. Yeah. I wasn't going with, to the NBA. With, with and if I was going overseas and I already if you guys didn't know, I didn't live at home. Mm-hmm. So if I went overseas and I came back. I'd lose everything that I had here. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. an all or nothing type of decision. At the time, I decided I'm going to start my business, which mm-hmm. is a smart decision for me. As I was doing my business, as you said, my why, I discovered that my why was to help people. And I, I felt like I could do that the best way by mm-hmm. reaching more people through my business as opposed to just developing myself as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to be selfless instead of selfless. So Jeez. that's how I discovered my selfless why. Selfless instead of selfish? Selfless. Okay, okay, okay. I was trying to be, what did I say? You caught me <laughs> yeah, off guard yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. I said I was trying to be selfless, selfless instead, instead of, of selfish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that was it. Yeah, I bet. Because it's, you know how it is. Like, if you're trying to be a ball player, you're in the gym, you're grinding, you're working yeah. on your stuff. When yeah. you're a basketball trainer or an entrepreneur, you got to be thinking about other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the more that I moved around the world to all these different countries, I was able to help like 300,000 people in this world yeah. that I never would have met. Facts. I would never would have put a ball in their hand and got them on their basketball journey or anything like that, you know? Facts, so facts. that was my why. And that's why I said now, like, if I don't ever become the best trainer or this or that, that's okay You're with okay. me. Yeah, yeah, that's okay yeah. with me. Because there's so many other facets in my life that I've been able to impact people and help them get to where they want to go. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Okay, dope. So let's talk about partnerships and sponsorships. You are sponsored by Adidas or is it a partnership? Well, it's both. Okay. Let's explain that. So I have a partnership with Adidas. Yeah. For a long time now. Yeah. yeah. So going on three years now and it's yeah. two things. So Justin Allen and myself. Yeah. Um, that's my partnership. Okay. Um, and Dream Chasers is my sponsorship. To so 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 for explain me. That. So for me, I'm signed under Adidas myself. Okay. Um, and my company is sponsored by Adidas. Okay. 
So what that means is because I'm, um, so my partnership is Adidas. So I do commercials. I do, you know, a lot of outreach stuff for them. Yeah. All that stuff that you see out there in the media, that's our partnership. True. And now my sponsorship is where Adidas supplies all of Dream Chasers uh, gear. They put me on this. Sorry. They put Dream Chasers on the pedestals. They supply their gear. They supply their basketballs. They supply everything for Dream Dream Chasers Chasers. as a company. Oh, You know what I mean? So that's how we do it. Okay. So for brands coming up, what are your first steps to get these type of partnerships and sponsorships? Well, I, uh, to be honest, I feel like you got to be organic and just be who you are. Okay. Brands like that okay. because they don't have to, they don't have to train you to be a certain way. Okay. They're going to approach you because they already like who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I so mean? So did they find you or you contacted someone? No, no, no. They found me. Okay. Um, they found me, um, contacted me through email. Yeah. And my DMs first and then email. Yeah. Took me out for lunch. We chopped it up, talked about all the things that they seen in the future yeah. for me, but they also talked about things that I'm currently doing and how they liked how I was in the community already. Okay. You know what I mean? And okay. That was a very big thing for them. So um, once we decided or figured out that we were aligned and on the same page, it was mm-hmm. a natural match. Okay. And I felt like, you know, um, I mean, other company, other companies have approached me in the past. Yeah. And I've done work with them. No need to mention them. They're not relevant now. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. done work with a lot of different companies. Um, and they just didn't offer me the same things as Adidas. Adidas. And I'm not even talking just financially. I'm talking more of like, impact. you know, as impact. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the biggest thing because the money is always going to come there. But True. the impact is what is most important to me. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to do things with, you know, Black Lives Matters and even most recently, Carabana. Like oh, Adidas yeah. feels like that. they have their hands on everything. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're in the touching, culture. They're in the culture. Exactly. And I'm in the culture. So I felt like it was perfect match match okay dope bro so what do you see next with dream chasers well um what are you working on i'm working on a lot of things i'm working on a lot of things so i am working on one i'm working on my second book right now yeah okay dope um i kind of had to stop that after my daughter was born but i'm still i'm almost finished writing the second book which Mm -hmm. is the sequel to before my glory yes you can still pick that up on amazon guys gang I'll plug that in. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, but that's one thing. Two, I'm working on that online course that I touched on a little bit earlier. True. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, we'll talk after. after yeah, and about that. what yeah. that's going to be teaching people. There's, there's there's two courses within the course, so yeah. you could choose your route yeah. um, and go from there. But a lot of it is on entrepreneurship and how to get started. True. Um, and then there's a, also a trainer aspect of it. Um, if you want to do what I've done, yeah, um, I'll show you how to do it. Dope. You know, so... For all you trainers out there who are looking to, you know, build your brands and get yourself out there, then there will be a course. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, but also, um, who knows? I might, I might, I mean, I know, but yeah. <laughs> working on something out in L.A. too. Yeah. Um, maybe another facility. Okay. Yeah. So that's not maybe. That's definitely in the works. True. Should open this year, but things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babies being born, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. by next year probably have another facility yeah could you see yourself having like multiple multiple facilities like maybe like 10 15 i don't know about that much (laughs) i don't want that much problems but you know i still want to be like it's one thing to have all these things you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but i still want to be able to have my hands on all of them not that i don't trust people with it but 
again, it comes back to that impact. People want to see you there. People yeah. want to know that where the brand came from. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, Justin, he still comes here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm never, never want to be too big to show your face at your own, True. at your own place. You but know look, what I mean? let me play God's advocate. Look, look at someone like Phil Knight now. No one, these young boys don't know who Phil Knight is. They don't. They don't. Right? But uh, that's different, though. I feel uh, like that's a little different. Okay. Because. How so? I think. Again, I don't know what his impact was. Yeah, he's he's he uses other athletes to create that impact, which you could do, which I could do, and but you do do. I do, I do yeah. do that, but he's not he's not that impact person. You know what okay, I mean? Like yeah, yeah. he's the person who's created it. Yeah, and Kobe, Michael Jordan, and LeBron, and all these guys are the people. Like we don't think about Phil Knight when we think about Nike. Nike. Yeah, we think about Jordan. We, we think, think about, about Jordan, Kobe, Kobe LeBron, LeBron, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why they don't know who he is. Yeah, facts. and I'm not saying that everybody needs to know who I am, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's important for me to know who they are. Ooh, and that's that's the difference. Where he doesn't, and I can't speak for Phil, but yeah, he doesn't get to know these people. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the Jordans, the Kobe's, and LeBrons who get to be there on the ground level to know them. True. Okay. I want to be on the ground level to still hear little Johnny's story or whoever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I if you do too much or you have too many things going on, you kind of defeat that purpose of of it. I'm not trying to be a billionaire. Yes. I'm just trying to be well off. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So you mentioned new daughter, yeah, new yeah. father. How's that been? How, how old is she now? Well, she's six weeks. Six weeks. Uh, about to be seven. So about to we're, be we're seven. approaching that two month mark, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it been so far, bro? What's what's new? What's changed? What surprised you? What's good? What's, what's changed? What, what's like, oh, God, this is hard. Shoot, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Every, firstly, yeah. do not do the crime if you can't do the time. <laughs> so if you're not ready, yeah. and I don't think you can ever be ready, like yeah, we yeah. try to be ready as much as we can, but. Yeah. The first one is a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. And literally, like, I'll tell you a quick story. Like, I don't know if you guys, if you know this restaurant called Fresh. Fresh. Not Freshy, Fresh. No, no. So it's a vegan spot. I don't mm-hmm. eat meat. Um, so I was out there. You know, I did I did Uber Eats pickup delivery. I go inside there. Yeah. It's a frequent spot that I go to. Um, and they have, like, a counter right beside the delivery counter, a pickup counter right there beside the door. Mm-hmm. So I go, I pick up my food. And I'm exhausted. This is like three days after she was born. Yeah. No sleep. My eyes are bloodshot red. Yeah. I pick up my food and I'm in a rush to try to get home so I could eat and then go back to watching her, you know? Give the wife a little break. Pick up the food. <laughs> I'm blitzing towards the door. It's a glass door. I knew that the door was there. I've been through that restaurant like yeah. 30 times. But because I was so tired, I was like, that's not a door. It's probably already open. It. I s- steam lined right into that door smash my face on the door i could see my lips and the grease and everything on the door <laughs> and i fell backwards the drinks my food everything splattered all over the ground everyone in the restaurant's like oh my god are you okay <laughs> i slipped up i panicked and i ran out the store <laughs> then i had to reorder the food and just made them deliver it oh god like it's so exhausting yeah it's literally so exhausting <laughs> yeah especially like you know she's sleeping a little bit more now but mm. A lot of people told me, do not take sleep for granted. I didn't listen. Yeah. But I'm telling you guys again, do not take sleep for granted. Yeah. I mean, granted, you are going to get exhausted regardless because, you know, they're going to wake up every every hour and a half or to two hours because they have to eat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomach yeah. is so small. They got to eat so often. Mm-hmm. But it's been different in the sense that, obviously, one, you're tired. But two, you know, it's very rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, because... All the ways that or all the things that you thought that you were doing right 
as you were growing up, mm-hmm. you can kind of guide that person now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like there's no manual. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell you one thing, but you're on your, you're already an adult. Yeah. So you're in your ways already. Yeah, I have yeah. to show her the way now. Yeah, yeah. You're you know programming. What I mean? Exactly. It's it's on me human. now to try to get this right. So yeah. that when she grows up, she's like, Oh, my dad taught me that. So yeah. now nah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. see so many people now, including myself, who, you know, you didn't get that when you were younger. For whatever reason, sometimes mm-hmm. your parents didn't know, or your parents or guardians or whoever didn't know because mm-hmm. no one taught them. But we're at the generation where there's we so know now. Yeah. We and, have internet and informa- we yeah, have Yeah, there's information we, out there. Exactly. Yeah. So now there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just want to make sure that I'm there as much as possible, which is why I was telling you I haven't really went to my facility since July, July 5th. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to miss those crucial stages. And yeah. even though she can't speak right now, she's very inquisitive. Like I see her look around. I see her stare at things. I see her do all these things. And it's every day is like a new challenge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for myself to just be there as not only just a black man, but a black father, but mm-hmm. as any father should be in their, their child's life. Yeah, facts. But there is one thing I did notice and I, or I did kind of my mindset kind of, you know, took change, took change. And I said to, I was talking to someone, I was like, you know what? I understand now why a man would run. In a situation like this, I get it. Mm, why, I get it. Why? Why? Explain that. Because, elaborate. Because it's hard. Yeah. It's like this is the hardest thing I ever did in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've done some hard things, but this. Yeah. This could break a man. Yeah. <laughs> and not just a man. I mean, I could understand why a parent could would run from the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, as a man, I I looking at the mother and looking at the child, I don't see how anybody could ever do that. Mm. You know what I mean? So I could see both points of view but for me personally i could never do it but i could see why someone would do that mm-hmm, because it is hard yeah 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 yeah. but again you got to think about what life you want for that child what life you want for that child's mother what life you want mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. and you put your you you put yourself in that position so it's only natural that you got to step up take and, and take care of your responsibility okay you know what i mean dope dope so when it's all said and done what type of impact do you want to leave you know, it's always a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I just want to leave an impact where people understand that there's never an excuse for not being who you say you want to be. Mm. You know, like a lot of people complain. Mm-hmm. Everyone complains. Mm-hmm. But one thing you're not going to hear about me is the complaining. Mm-hmm. So like I've, I've come up around a lot of people and I hear a lot of complaining all the time. But I try my best not to be one of those people because yeah. I understand like for me growing up without a mom, without a dad, mm-hmm. without a lot of different things, you mm-hmm. know, complaining never got me anywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, you know, I was like five years old. I used to cry all the time. My mom's not here. My dad's not here. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're so ugly when you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. I, yeah. And that was the day I was like, this is not going to help you. Yeah. I literally said this. I was like, I, I must have been like five or six. Yeah. In Ottawa, my downstairs basement, there was a, a washroom there. I was sitting on the counter just crying. Yeah. Crying. And then I just, I was cool. like, let's go. This is not going to help you mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was from that point on where I was like, whenever you feel these ways, try to do something productive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's goes back to the sense where you're talking about choosing right from wrong. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's not going to help me. Yeah. It's never going to help me. So why would I do that? Yeah. It's only going to put me in a position where, 
now I'm going to need help from somebody else. Or I'm Facts. putting myself, I'm putting myself down and putting my family back and putting whatever it is, you know, that my goals are out of the picture. So I would say, um, never making excuses, no matter what your circumstances are, mm-hmm. somebody else has done it. And why can't you? Dope, dope, dope. That's deep. So here's a question that I ask everybody on the show. And you don't have to say any names, but what is the best advice that you've gotten? And what's the worst advice that you've gotten? Best advice I've gotten. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. That's my That's the best advice I've ever gotten. Keep Just going. keep going. Two words. Keep going. Because I feel like that applies to everything in life. You mm-hmm. know, whether you're doing great, keep going. There's always better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're, you know, if you're down and out. You just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if it was Kobe that said it, but he probably said it too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say that's the best advice because that's gotten me through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, whether it's bad or it's good, mm-hmm. drama or trauma, mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, worst advice? Worst advice. There's <laughs> 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 been some bad advice there. <laughs> ah, what is the worst advice I got? Probably you don't got to like what you're doing. And this is twofold. Yeah. It's good and bad. Okay. You don't got to like it, but you got to get it done. Bro. Elaborate. And I mean, there's always going to be instances. I'll talk about the worst first. Mm -hmm. No, you do have to like it. Mm -hmm. If it's not something that you like to do, don't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what because I you're think never going to do it properly. Exactly. You're never going to do it to the extent that is somebody who's trying to perfect it and master it, who yeah. likes it. Yeah. So don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Like, if I can't do it to my standard, I don't want to do it at all. That's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? And that's why I feel like that was probably one of the worst advices. I've tried things that mm-hmm. I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's been a disaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but then again, there are going to be things in life that you don't like mm-hmm. you got to get done like obviously you know working out yeah or, yeah you know doing things that improve your health or going to school to a certain extent mm-hmm. um then yeah those things but i'd say that's the worst advice and the best advice is obviously keep going for me okay dope dope so on this show we like to make predictions so i'm gonna play this back in five years and i'm like yo justin did say he was gonna do that where do you see yourself in five years five years I have another facility in LA. Okay. Um, I'll be traveling, back to traveling all around the world, which I lit. Yeah. More kids. More kids. <laughs> um, but I won't necessarily be training. Mm-hmm. I'll be just overseeing. Yeah, I'll be overseeing. Run the operations. Run the operations. Um, and managing. Okay. Managing clients athletes mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff of that nature okay dope dope uh before we go uh let everybody know where they can find you if you're looking for me personally you can find me on instagram justin Alleman. so it's at justin Alleman. you plug in the spelling yeah um if you're looking for my business you can find them at dream.chasers and that's d-r-e-a-m dot c-h-a-s-e triple z don't sleep on me <laughs> <laughs> 
right, bro. Well, you know, I appreciate you coming through. And I just want to say, like, honestly, like, I've admired your journey from afar. You've been doing your thing. And uh, keep going because I've seen you. I've seen this from the start. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it, for, to what it's becoming today, it's crazy that it's been yeah, already yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Because I remember even training with the Dream Chaser shirt on. You know, and it's 10 years. So uh, cheers to another 10 coming. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me come out. Um, and I know nobody asked you this, but where do you see yourself? In five years, honestly, uh, the podcast is the small goal. The network is the big goal. So I want mm. something like Revolt TV. I want to have shows, podcasts, and all types of media under Black is the New Rich. Love it. Love it. Love you it. You know, so five years, that's where it would be. I want to I wanna be the biggest just network Canada has ever seen, ever. And that's it. You know I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of the Black is New Rich podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, before you... Turn this off. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Done. <laughs> yes, sir. Everything black on black. If I study that facts on facts.